Today, we conclude our series of way-too-early lineup projections for the Dallas Stars. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing the three pairings for the team's defense. We'll talk about Miro Haskinen, Thomas Harley, etc., and where all of them fit into the scheme. All of this coming up on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Friday, July 21st. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube, Follow along on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We are always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. We're closing out this week with the final installment of our quick two-episode series projecting the lineup for the Dallas Stars, at least as it pertains to opening night. We know that there will be some changes throughout the season due to injuries, lack of production, things of that nature. But if you want to check out the episode about the forward group, you can go back to two episodes ago uh, and find that. We put that out Monday, and then we're finishing out the series here uh, before moving on to newer things here in the offseason. But let's go ahead and jump right into likely the most predictable pairing for the Dallas Stars on defense. You can really bet your bottom dollar that Miro Haskinen will once again find himself on that duo and be the guy for the Stars in terms of defensive production. He's coming off a career season in terms of his offensive numbers and is still very much a wonderful defender, one of the best in the league. Speed, aggression, a relentless style of play. He is everything you could want in a number one defenseman and more. Uh, The Stars really knocked it out of the park with drafting him back in 2017, and he has been a phenomenal installment for this organization and has continued to show signs of improvement taking a massive leap in the previous season under new head coach Pete DeBoer I think DeBoer really helped open up Miro's offensive game and you mix that with his already incredible defensive prowess that makes for one pretty impressive player who was a warrior in the postseason racking up minutes upon minutes upon minutes taking a puck to the face and continuing to battle through the pain and the injury wearing a mask a full shield on his helmet in order to continue to play unable to really sleep at night at times or eat because of that injury uh, but just an absolute beast an absolute warrior uh, in the postseason and a huge reason why the stars went as deep as they did and he's slowly starting to garner some respect around the league but if you go back to you know whenever we found out the results for voting for nhl awards in some ways he's still incredibly underrated as he was uh, not uh, really near the top of the voting for the norris trophy as he really should have been uh, but there were a lot of players who were kind of left out to dry in the votes for that award 
it's not really a secret. It's no mystery. Miro Haskinen is going to be leading the way for this group, not just this season, but for a very long time, uh, as he is one of the best players on this team. But the catch with the top pairing is his partner. And I believe that it is going to be Ryan Suter yet again. I know it's not ideal. I know that many people would like to see something different, and they would ultimately like to see Ryan Suter off the team, but that's not going to happen at this point. The period for buyouts has come to an end, and he can't be traded unless he consents to being traded, which probably won't happen as this is probably the end of his NHL career, and he's not going anywhere. That's the fact of the matter. He is going to be a Dallas star at the start of the 23-24 season and probably all the way through the 23-24 season. So it is very likely uh, that he partners up with Miro Haskinen yet again. But I think, you know, if you're going to be stuck with a Ryan Suter on your team, the best case scenario is to put him with your best player. In theory, you would love Miro Haskinen to play alongside a guy like Niels Lundqvist. That duo did share some games together last year and really did show some promise. Uh, Niels Lundqvist uh, showed some huge strides in his development when playing alongside Haskinen. I think that he played a little bit more confident when playing alongside Miro, and I think that's just the Miro-Haskinen effect. You play more confident because you're sharing the ice with a confident player. And, and while I think that that could be an interesting duo, I'd like to see that. Maybe we will see that at some point in the season, depending on how Lundqvist plays early on. I think the smart move is to have Suter with Haskinen, given the rest of the personnel. I think, you know, moving Niels and Miro together would leave open a space for a pretty big liability somewhere else in the defensive rotation. As we all know, Suter is not a fast skater, uh, not necessarily quick on his feet, even just with reflexes in general. There's several times where it feels like he is a step behind the rest of the game. But if you pair him with a Hockenpah or a Lindell, that's really two of the same player out there in terms of reflexes and speed. Uh, they wouldn't necessarily be able to keep up with a lot of the opposition with that pairing out there on the ice. Miro Haskinen at least provides partial defensive coverage for the op for, you know, covering the offense. Uh, it's clearly not a perfect balance, but you have a guy in Miro Haskinen who can do a lot of the heavy lifting defensively and really make up for other people's shortcomings more often than not. Uh, he's used to doing that regardless of who he plays with, both from defensive perspectives and just from forward perspectives as well. Uh, there's a lot of things that Miro Haskinen does, sometimes very subtle things and plays that can go unnoticed, but they are game-changing plays uh, in terms of keeping the team that they're playing off the board. Uh, and I think that Miro Haskinen, if anyone is up for trying to balance out the, the negatives of having Suter on the ice, it is a player like Miro Haskinen. So it certainly isn't ideal, especially with Miro Haskinen having to play to his non-dominant side when typically paired with Ryan Suter. But I think it's the best case scenario if you were going to have Suter on your team, which the Stars will this upcoming season. And Haskinen has showed he is a skilled enough player that he can still be effective regardless of who he plays with or what position he plays in the lineup. But I think Miro Haskinen is still due for an incredible season. Maybe we'll see a Ryan Suter that resembles more of first round of the playoffs against Minnesota Ryan Suter rather than what we got in the latter stages of the postseason, particularly in that Vegas Golden Knights Western Conference final where uh, 
I mean, quite honestly, you, you look back at that game too, and sure, there's other things that the Stars could have done well in that game, but the Stars seemingly were cruising to victory before a late game-tying goal off of a Ryan Suter mistake, and I can't help but think that series could have shaped out differently if the Stars are able to leave Vegas tied at one rather than down 0-2. We've discussed that at nauseum, and I'm sure uh, that, that, that'll come up some other time. But that's my thoughts on the top defensive pairing, Miro Haskinen, Ryan Suter. But there's still plenty of work to be done in terms of structuring this group. And I think it's pretty clear to most people that we will be seeing a healthy dose of Thomas Harley. But who is he going to be playing with on that second pairing? We'll discuss that coming up next. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $2,000. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend on betting everything from the money line to over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The Texas Rangers are on an absolute heater. If you're a Dallas sports fan, this is the time to jump on the Rangers bandwagon, and it's also the time to bet on Major League Baseball. Sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel is an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. A huge shout out to all the everydayers out there continuing to make our show a part of your daily routine or at least your every other day routine here in the middle of the offseason. Uh, remember, we are on a three upload per week schedule that will carry on through the rest of the summer up until training camp. Once training camp rolls around, we will be back to five episodes a week. And that will carry on from training camp until the end of the season. Uh, so plenty of good content coming your way this season with the Dallas Stars discussing what should be a phenomenal campaign for this group. But we got to continue to speculate what this lineup could look like on opening night with the defense. Miro Haskinen and Ryan Suter likely your top defensive pairing in 23-24. But the second pair, I think, is bound to feature relative newcomer Thomas Harley and Yanni Hockenpah. Thomas Harley seems to be ready to finally make that jump to be a full-time NHL player after a really nice outing in the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs. He was very effective for the Dallas Stars, especially uh, in those first two series against the Wild and Kraken. Really you know, held his own on both sides of the ice. A very smooth skater who certainly can still grow his game in all aspects of offense, defense, in the neutral zone. And I think a little bit more needs to be tweaked and worked on defensively, but that's what the offseason's for. That's what training camp and preseason games are for. And I think really once the regular season rolls around, we will once again be reminded of how good Thomas Harley is and why we should be excited about his career as a Dallas star. Uh, and he's going to continue to grow 
and develop and get better with more reps. Uh, the more he continues to play games, I think he is going to improve. There will be some bumps and bruises along the way, as is to be expected with a young player like him. But ultimately, I think if the playoffs are any indication, we are going to see far more good than bad. If he can play that way when the lights are brightest and the stakes are highest, uh, I think that he will be a pretty effective player in the regular season, and he'll be able to hold his own and progressively improve as the season moves on. And I think Yanni Hockenpah will be a, a fine counterpart to Thomas Harley. Hockenpah will hopefully bounce back and be a far more effective player than kind of what we remember him as in the playoffs, which after the playoffs ended, things started to make a little bit of sense and things started to become a little clearer as we found out that Yanni Hockenpah was battling a back injury. He also has had off-season knee surgery, so he certainly was not playing uh, at 100% health in the postseason. And I think a healthy Yanni Hockenpah, while not a burner with speed, I think a healthy Yanni Hockenpah is a more effective Yanni Hockenpah for his build and typical style of play, as he was still a pretty effective player for the Stars in the 22-23 season, as he led the team in hits with 224 I know my, my my fans out there that love those physical bruising defensemen. Yanni Hockenpah is your guy. 224 hits first on the Dallas Stars team, second on the team in blocked shots with 128, and he was a big-time penalty killer for this team, second on the Dallas Stars in shorthanded time on ice, uh, and second place in blocks in SHTOI, uh, only behind another defenseman who we will discuss in the next segment. I mean, an underrated player when at full health, and I feel like he was very easy to pick on in the postseason because he is a relatively slow player and could get burned. And I think we did see a good amount of that in the postseason, but it does kind of add up again with back at back issues and knee issues. Hopefully those are cleaned up and he comes back healthier than he was in the postseason and can play his game a little bit better and be a nice compliment to Thomas Harley, who isn't necessarily a physical guy, despite a pretty big frame. But I think they'll balance each other out very well, where Yanni can do a ton of the heavy lifting in terms of physicality, blocked shots and hits, checks, things of that nature, while Thomas Harley can put a little bit more of his energy into the finesse side of things, the puck movement side of things. And I think if they both play to their strengths, I think they're both going to complement one another very well. Uh, and they're not going to be an easy pair to push around as both of them are towering, massive human beings uh, that I think will be effective players for the stars. So I'm hoping we'll see a healthier version of Yanni Hockenpah come opening night. And hopefully that will lead to him being a more impactful player on a nightly basis. Uh, and I'm even more excited for the rising star that is Thomas Harley, as this will be his first full season in the NHL. And I think that he is ready to take the league by storm, uh, maybe not to the same level that Miro Haskinen has done, but I think that he will slowly but surely start to build that reputation as being the star's second-hand man in terms of defensive depth. Uh, again, I've discussed this before, but think Kale McCarr and Devon Taves, a, a situation like that where one of them is a clear-cut superstar, but the other one is a respectable grinder type player who can rack up points and also play effective defense. I think Thomas Harley has that sort of potential, if not even greater for his career. And this is really where I think he can start to take off and elevate himself in this organization. 
Well, two defensive pairs are down. We have one more to discuss. And if you were listening earlier with some of the stats I was throwing out saying that the first place leader and a lot of these defensive stats is coming up next, you probably know that Esselandell is in this pairing. But who should he play with? There's a few interesting options for him to be paired up with on opening night. And we'll discuss some of those options coming up next. Third and final segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars, discussing the final defensive duo for the Dallas Stars. The way too early roster projections here in mid to late July 2023. I think that the last duo for the Stars, I've already kind of spoiled part of it. Essa Lindell, uh, a, a clear-cut guy who is going to make the team and be somewhere in this six-man rotation, seven-man rotation, I guess, if you want to get really specific. But I think on opening night, his counterpart will be none other than Niels Lundqvist. And we'll start with Esselindell, who is a proven veteran who could be very serviceable in this role here in the bottom pair of defense. Similar to Yanni Hockenpah, not known to be a speedy skater, but I think he's pretty comfortable on both sides of the ice and a pretty smart defender, even though he's not fast, he's not quick. Uh, he's a big body guy who's not afraid to use that massive frame to play effective defense. As mentioned in the previous segment, Yanni Hockenpah first or second in many key defensive stats. So is Esselindel. Esselindel is first on the team in shorthanded time on ice, first on the team in blocks. He didn't rack up as many hits as Yanni Hockenpah. I think he was ninth or tenth on the team, but he can lay the boom when necessary. Not necessarily his game. He's more of a clog the passing lanes, clog the shooting lanes type of defenseman, uh, and also one of the most valuable penalty killers on the team over the past handful of seasons, but specifically last season, an effective player who I think just caught some unnecessary, or not necessarily unnecessary criticism, but was the recipient of some criticism in the playoffs, especially in that Seattle series, as he is, he and Hockenpah were paired together at times, and the speedier teams like the Kraken were able to take advantage. But I think that you can lessen some of that damage, lessen some of that blow, by splitting those two players up and putting them both alongside youthful and you know a little bit quicker players in guys like Harley and in Niels Lundqvist. Esselindel is still a very reliable option for the Stars. He just needs to be paired with the right player. He didn't compliment Yanni Hockenpah's game and vice versa. Hockenpah and Lindell are too similar of players in order to complement one another and both of them just could not keep up with the speedier and quicker teams across the league. Really, the Seattle Kraken especially exposed them in that second round series at times. But I think that Niels Lundqvist will be an excellent fit to go alongside Lindell at the start of the year. Uh, you're, of course, needing to see more from Niels Lundqvist this season as he was sometimes very promising last year. But there were other times where he was a little bit disappointing. And even though uh, you might not have liked to have seen him get on and off scratched or, you know, a healthy scratch for a little bit and then play then back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, you might not have liked to have seen that, but I do think part of that was necessary to some extent. Uh, I do believe sometimes a player does need to sit out and watch the game from a different angle, both figuratively and literally, uh, and then, you know, get back out there. And I know you people say, oh, you know, players learn and grow with reps and game experience. And there is some truth to that as well. I think two things can be true at once, but hopefully we will see less healthy scratches for Niels Lundqvist and we'll get to see him play more on the ice and get more experience. And I think if he's out there with a veteran like Essel Lindell, that can help aspire a little bit of confidence in his game on a nightly basis. 
I do think that it will be Niels Lundqvist playing alongside Lindell on opening night. But even if it isn't him, the Stars have some nice options for some depth defense to have in that seventh man role. Uh, a pretty healthy rotation of veteran guys like Joel Hanley, who, if I'm being completely honest, I did not anticipate see re-signing this offseason, but Jim Nill decided to bring him back, and he did so relatively cheap, so I'm fine with it. Joel Hanley uh, is a near-perfect option for that seventh defenseman, a guy who doesn't play every night, but if you need him in a pinch, you feel very comfortable sliding him into the lineup. Uh, he plays a pretty solid defensive game, not going to wow you, or blow you away with those offensive numbers, but you certainly uh, can put them out, put him out there against any team in the league, and you still feel comfortable that you have a chance to win the game. Uh, you don't really feel like it's a liability putting Hanley out there on the ice. So he's back for another season, and you also have Gavin Bayreuther, who the Dallas Stars acquired this offseason. He spent the last season with the Columbus Blue Jackets organization, juggling time with the NHL team and the AHL club, the Cleveland Monsters. And even though it's a one-way contract that he signed with the Stars, I think there's just too much crowdedness uh, for him to, you know, be on the opening night roster or at least be there consistently. But maybe he's another guy who is just scratched and and sits and waits around. And he could, I think, also get put on waivers to get sent down. I don't know if a team would snag him if he was on waivers. But as of right now, at this moment in time, he is an option for the Stars at defense. And he does have some NHL experience with you know, Columbus. But also, he is a former member of the Stars organization as well. And even though he's not the most impressive player, he's very serviceable and could get slotted into the lineup if there needed to be a new guy come in, whether it be injuries underperformance or just a guy in need of rest. Uh, I think that was another issue that plagued the stars last year is they didn't really call too often really at all on the AHL or really any depth substitution for defensemen. And you could look at one side of the coin and say, Oh, that's a good thing. That means they were healthy and they were for the most part defensively uh, every now and then you would see Joel Hanley come in to give a guy a night off. But I think by the time you got to the postseason, you started to see the effects of that as you had guys like Yanni Hockenpah who were battling back injuries, knee injuries, and there were probably plenty of other bumps and bruises that we weren't even aware of for these defensemen that just wore them down in the postseason. So maybe we can see some more diversity in who plays for the Stars this season in order to help give the guys some ample rest so that way when the playoffs roll around, they're in a little bit better shape to compete and contend on a nightly basis. But those are my thoughts on the opening night defensive roster for the Dallas Stars. Ryan Suter, Miro Haskinen on the top defensive pairing, Thomas Harley, Yanni Hockenpah on the second pairing, Essa Lindell, Niels Lundqvist on the third pairing. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to let me know in the comment section down below your thoughts on my idea for the defensive pairings. Who would you like to see playing defense for the Stars? Do you think that I got it wrong? How do you see these pairings shaping out? Let me know in the comment section down below. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Locked On Stars. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Follow along on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Remember, we are always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. We will be back next week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with more off-season content for you. Uh, and another thing you can mention either on YouTube or on Twitter at Dane Double underscore Lewis at Locked On Stars. If there's any offseason content that you would like to see, let me know uh, and I will do my best to bring it to you, the people. I know that this can be a scarce time for content. 
And so if there's something out there that I'm missing, something that you, the listener, you, the viewer, would like to see on this podcast, please let me know, and I will do everything in my power uh, to try and make that happen if enough people think that that would be a worthwhile idea. But be sure to, again, subscribe to the show, follow on social media, have a great weekend, and we will see you all back here on Monday.